Welcome back to the Athos Podcast, everybody. I hope everybody's summer is doing well. It's a little hot over here at the moment. We're going to be talking about a new company going to the stock market. Well, it's not a new company. It's been on the stock market before, but then it was purchased by a uh, private investment group. Now it's going public again. Let's see why they're going public. And the company's name is Krispy Kreme. It used to be Krispy Kreme Donuts, but now it's Krispy Kreme Incorporated. So Krispy Kreme Incorporated stock is scheduled to return to go public trading Thursday with a goal of raising between 560 to 640 million from initial public offering. Krispy Kreme declined comment on Monday weekend. Media reports of the IPO launch. Though the word donut is not in the proposed corporate name of Krispy Kreme, the stock symbol NASDAQ will be DNUT donut. <laughs> The company submitted resignation, oh, sorry, registration uh, statements June, uh, June 22nd. On Friday, the Security Exchange Commission disclosed that initial share between $21 and $24. And a number of shares being offered is about two, uh, actually, it's $26.67 million. Their plan to offer another 4 million shares to the underwriters for a total potential IPO raise of $736 million. Underwriters have 30 days to decide whether to purchase those shares. The initial public offering is expected to take place after the SEC completes its review process subject to the market and other conditions. The company said on June 1st, Krispy Kreme still has still lists its global headquarters based at Stratford Road and Winston-Salem, though its executive management team has been based at 2116 Hawkins Street in Charlotte since 2018. The Charlotte address listed as two registration filings. Krispy Kreme debuted in April 2000, at $21 a share with its first IPO, the, sh- the share price hit an all-time high of $108.50 in November 2000 before splitting twice in 2001. The company's stock was last traded July 2016, ending a roller coaster like 16-year run on the New York Stock Exchange. Wow. In which the share plummeted as low as $1.18 in February 2009 amid an accounting controversy. When Krispy Kreme was sold pro- privately held, JAB Holdings in 2016, it received $21 a share. Krispy Kreme to close that affiliates of its parents' company, JAB Holdings, will be will own between 75.7 and 77.6% of the common shares following a successful IPO. The company said it has three main goals with potential proceeds to repay some of its corporate debt, repurchase shares of its common stock from corporate executives and make payments in respect to tax withholdings relating to certain restricted stock units that will vest for which vesting will be accelerated in connection with the IPO. Krispy Kreme said the following IPO, uh, it plans to pay a quarterly cash dividend of 3.5 cents per share beginning sometime in October following the ending of the third quarter, October 3rd. That's not great. The IPO who has a who's of financial institutions participating with J.P. Morgan, Chase, and company, Morgan Stanley, Band of American Securities, Citigroup serving as lead managers, also participating in Goldman Sachs, Truist Securities, and Wells Fargo Securities. Krispy Kreme's motivation for removing donuts from the corporate brand name may come in part from its ownership in the Insomnia's cookie brand that generates a majority of its cookies, cookie cakes, ice cream, and brownie sales. Financial performance of Prospectus provides a look at Krispy Kreme's financial performance in 2016. It had a record $1.12 billion in sales in 2020, nearly doubled $557 million in 2016. The iconic glazed donut represents 64% of its fiscal 2020 donut sales. 
It reported a $60.9 million loss in 2020, along with $479 million adjusted net income and $152.8 million adjusted EBITDA, which stands for Earnings Before Interest, Tax, Depreciation, and Amortization. Many analysts put their financial focus on EBITDA when evaluating the performance of the company just to make a profit or is newly profitable. For the first quarter of fiscal 2021, Krispy Kreme reported $321.8 million in revenue, up 23.2% and a loss of $3.6 million compared with a loss of $11.5 million a year ago. It adjusted net income of $18.8 million, which included taking out $3.5 million in consulting and advisory fees in preparation for the IPO. The company has 8,275 donut and insomnia shops in 30 countries, up from 5,720 in 2016. About one-third of its 2020 sales came outside the U.S. and Canada. Tony Plath, a retired financial, finance professor at UNC Charlotte, said management is sending a signal to the market with its equity price and that the new company, which, uh, much like its public predecessor, albeit a bit more valuable at $24 a share versus the old $21 share, due to its improved management quality, business model, and strategic decisions. I mean, yeah, that's that's what a lot of people are going to be investing on. Although the new company is a lot better managing money than the last one was. Vince Martin, a contributing analyst for SeekingAlpha.com, said it's as biz, as a business, Krispy Kreme does look attractive. As a stock, however, it's already an obvious concern valuation. Anticipated prices seem to imply that an awful lot goes right uh, goes right going forward. Martin said Krispy Kreme does seem like much better business than it was five years ago. JAB has made a number of significant changes going forward. Fresher products, more distribution should be able to drive some growth. Martin cited Boston, Chicago, Minneapolis, New York as representing potentially fertile growth, uh, fertile grounds for shops. Interesting. Hmm. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Athos podcast. We'll jump more into Krispy Kreme. Uh, in the next podcast, we'll see what their marketing strategy has been. How are they going to grow? Should they really be concentrating on the cities or should they look somewhere else? Okay. Thanks. Take care, everybody. Bye.